At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Send the sports buddy. Look at that picture right there, Borgata. Of course, Labor Day weekend, officially the first full college football Saturday here as we head into the season. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Man, fired up to be here. Michael Lombardi, he's back. The king is back. They rolled out the red carpet. They've got the throne ready there at the Borgata. Look at him. He's on his perch. Look at him. You've already started your novel already. No throne. We got Dez in the house. We got Ryan. We got Justin. Everybody's here. We're ready to go. We're ready to support you, Patrick. That's what we're here for, right? We're ready to support you and do this right. All you do. All you do. It's great to be back in here. Yeah, it's great to be back in here. The graphics are always the best. I love watching these graphics go through, and it's good to be back here. It's good to uh, enjoy this uh, college football season on a Saturday. I'm ready to go. You can stop by the Borgata throughout the season, college and pro, and take and say hi to Michael Lombardi. Bring Gridiron Genius. He'll sign it for you as well as we open it up. 87 games today across college football. I wanted to start with something today because, uh, yeah. Michael, this is something you've been saying. Mac Brown reminded me of you. So check this out. You're going to love it. He said, obviously the shine's off with the loss yesterday. The ratings mean nothing at this point. We were overrated. What do you constantly talk about college football at the beginning of the year? The ratings meaning nothing, and then the loss yesterday at Blacksburg, that came true for North Carolina. Yeah, and I think it's even harder to predict. I mean, like I like Duke yesterday. They lost to Charlotte in that game, and I think North Carolina disappointing to Virginia Tech with that great crowd in Blacksburg. Trust me, if you've ever been to a college game in Blacksburg, it's a, it's an incredible, incredible environment. But I, I think the fans back in the stands, I think this transfer rule really has got us a little bit scratching our power rankings to make sure we really understand who the teams are. And I think more than anything, the lines have been a little bit harder to figure out only because we don't really know the teams yet and I think the over and unders are probably easier to determine we saw this come in because college football without a preseason their execution has not been to me watching these games hasn't been precise but Mac Brown's right I mean the hardest job a head coach has is to manage expectations 
And clearly, clearly they weren't able to do that at North Carolina. You give Justin Fuentes a ton of credit. His team is ready to play. Okay. And, Michael, so here it is. Uh, Virginia Tech closed catching five and a half, six. They won on the field. That's perfect down in the truck, boys. 17-10, that stays way under the 63 and a half total. Here's what we were trying to say, and I probably as a host didn't do a good, adjo- good enough job stressing this yesterday, Michael, because you just nailed it. Javante Williams starting running back la- last year for North Carolina. He's a Bronco. Michael Carter, starting running back right there in the rotation. He's a Jet. Diami Brown, wide receiver. He's a Redskin. Excuse me, Washington football team. Daz Newsom yeah. is a Bear. Those are four starters, two running backs, two wide receivers, North Carolina last year, that we just expect them to replace because of Sam Howell. Right, exactly. And all the pressure's on Sam Howe. And Phil Longo, the offensive coordinator at North Carolina, he's got to be able to to do that and get those guys up to speed. And once again, what we've kept talking about all week long, in college football, it's hard to practice. you got scout team offense, scout team defense, but most of those kids are freshmen and sophomores. They don't give the look that you're going to have in a, in a really highly competitive game. And this is why, you know, for a fat guy, I like appetizers. This is why I wanted some appetizers in this college football season, you know? When you go right into the ACC or right into the Big Ten, you don't get any appetizers. You got no potato skins. You got no chicken wings. You got nothing, right? You got to go start playing right away. It's hard. It's really hard. You know, the NFL's different. They got three preseason games. Their practices are way different than college practice. College practices are rehearsals. They're not practice. And so they can be very misleading. And unless you're really a good team and you really have depth on that young team, you don't get a good enough look. And then the game catches you by surprise. Prize. And then the pace of the game. I think the young quarterbacks particularly will struggle and guys that are learning new offensive players around them. It's hard. I think you nailed it. No appetizers today for a few teams. We go straight to the main course. Game of the yeah. day, Georgia Clemson in Charlotte. And then you still have Bama, of course, Miami in Atlanta. Wisconsin hosts Penn State in the Big Ten. Indiana heads to Iowa in the Big Ten. These are no appetizers. These are straight to no. the main course. I mean, this sounds like we're in October. I mean, it sounds like we're in the middle of October with some of these guys. I mean, I look, it's great, and, and, and they're going to capture people's attention. I mean, who's going to the beach today when you're going to watch some of these college football games? Not I. I can just tell you that right now. I mean, there's no sense in There's too many good games on. Like, there's too many good games, and usually we're used to seeing, you know, Sam Houston State play Texas. That ain't going to happen. That, you know, there's another great game, Louisiana Lafayette. Oh, we got to talk about that. Oh, my God. You know, Billy Napier is one of the best young coaches in all of college football. His Louisiana team is sitting there, and he's got to go into Texas and play Steve Sarkeesian with all this publicity and all this expectation. Sark didn't even name a starting quarterback because you know why he does that, Patrick? He doesn't want a starting quarterback to transfer. But the game of the day, the game of the day, really, and, and obviously Ben Britton realizes this. When you put your Nebraska shirt on today oh, stop after it. you just got your butt beat by, by Illinois, and you're playing the Fordham Rams, my Fordham Rams. I spent four years, Millie and I paid four years of college education right. to Fordham. I could call them my Fordham Rams. 42 and a half. I like, I like Nebraska today, Patrick. How, how dare I'm you jest so early on a Saturday? And there's Ben Britton. I mean, how does, ben Britton wear, how does Ben Britton wear a Nebraska? Well, I mean, he like, should seriously. be embarrassed of himself. Look at him over, looking like a miniature <laughs> Scott Frost. Hey, by the way, we do have breaking news as we welcome you in. Michael Lombardi at the Borgata. This is the Lombardi line. We're thrilled to be here. The first full Saturday, kind of a chill in the air. I, maybe it's suggestive. I'm trying to create a chill. It was only 75 degrees when I drove in here in Vegas. That's, oh my that's, God. That's, that's really cool for this time of year. However, we do have breaking news. So you know this, Louisville heads to Mississippi coming up on Monday night. And we have breaking news. That is Lane Kiffin has tested positive. We have the tweet there in front of you on your monitor, Michael. He has been vaccinated. The whole entire program has been vaccinated vaccinated. Uh, He was very positive, said because of the vaccination process, I'm the only one that's tested positive. But Lane Kiffin is out for the opener hosting Louisville Monday night. I can't wait for that game, too. I'm, I'm really excited about Mississippi's football program. I think Lane has grown up. You know, I've been critical of Lane, uh, partly because when he came into the Raiders, you know, this is a great story how he got that job at the Raiders. I don't think people realize Please. it, but I'll share it with you. So I was I was sent off to Elba, as Al Davis would call it, which is the, the island where they used to send Napoleon. Al Davis used to always say, anytime he wanted to get rid of you, he said, I'm sending you to Elba. And so he wanted to hire Sarkeesian. 
He wanted to hire Sarkeesian, so he brought Sarkeesian up three times. On the third time he brought Sarkeesian up for his head coaching interview, he said, hey, next time I bring you up, I want you to bring your offensive coordinator with you. And, in, and so the fourth time he comes up, Lane Kiffin comes in. And Lane Kiffin walks in, and the two of them get in the room with Al Davis, and they go through it all. And then when Sark flies back to L.A., he basically leaks it to ESPN that he's pulled out of the job. Completely shocking the the, the, the front office, the, the great John Herrera and Al Davis. They, they, they were shocked completely by him wanting to pull out. So Al just did. Al said to himself, I like the Kiffin kid better than I like Sark. I'm going to hire him. So the guy got the job at Oakland really unprepared to be a head coach unprepared to be a head coach and then he really wanted the Arkansas job got really angry he didn't get the Arkansas job when Bobby Petrino got it and then he got the then he was able to get the Tennessee job after he got fired in Oakland which wasn't his fault I mean in fairness to Lane he wanted nothing to do with Jamarcus Russell he was kicking and screaming not to pick Jamarcus Russell Al picked him anyway and he wanted to pick Calvin Johnson give him full credit for that but I think he's grown up I, I thought he was a really immature spoiled kid when he first started I was only with him for six months wasn't in the draft room for Jamarcus Russell please I'd like to make sure everybody understands that <laughs> And so, but he kind of has grown up. And the Tennessee, the USC experience, but I think going to Alabama, learning how to become a head coach, has really served him well. And I think that at Mississippi, he's got a program going right now. And I think Mississippi is one of those places where you're never going to win a national championship, but you're going to be a good team. There's too many athletes around that region that you can get. And now that he has the quarterback, I mean, I'm really excited to watch what he'll be able to do against the Louisville team, which, you know, that program was in disarray when, 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 it, when they got rid of the AD, Petrino, and all that. Satterfield's got his work cut out for him to get that thing going back. Yeah, Matt Corrali, as you mentioned, grew in the gig last year under center for obviously an offense that was prolific in Lane Kiffin. And you mentioned Lane, who USC, where he was a co-offensive coordinator under Pete Carroll with Steve Sarkeesian. It's interesting how those two have been linked, right, Michael? Because uh, no he, said, he, he, he said, bring him up here. Mr. Davis said, bring him up here probably to run the offense. He ends up getting the head coaching job at like 31 years old, ill-prepared. He then goes Tennessee to USC. Florida Atlantic after the rehab there down in Alabama and then a five and five season last year with Ole Miss. And, you know, it just he comes across a little bit differently now. He comes across a little more mature. I think he does. You know, he's gone through some personal things off the field in his life. He's got that kind of in order. And I, I think he's now ready to become a head, a mature head coach and understanding, you know, he needed to make some changes to his defensive staff after one year, which I think was important for him. But look, he's got a good team and the quarterback's a really good young player and he's a good play caller. And so I think with that, I think it gives him a chance. Certainly it gives him a chance to be an effective team in, in the Southeast Conference. I mean, look, we got, you know, in Mississippi, you got, you know, Mike Leach, you got Lane Kiffin. You know, it's 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 a pretty good conference. And, you know, obviously it's a great conference. But, I mean, there's some interesting characters within the coaching ranks in that conference. Okay, so I just mentioned a quote from Mac Brown, which probably was stolen from Michael Lombardi, and that is, nobody knows what these teams are about right now. This is a shameless plug. Go get the VEASAN College Football Betting Guide. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you something right now. How off I was on Northwestern and Michigan State last night. So Michigan State closed a three-point dog. The total closed 45 and a half. A 38-21 winner for Michigan State there at Northwestern. Let me ask you a trivia question. How many rushing touchdowns did running backs for Michigan State have last year? Rushing touchdowns, four. they had zero. You know how many oh. Kenneth Walker had last night? He had four. Now, here's right. my point. He also ran for 264 yards on that Northwestern defense. Kenneth Walker was at Wake Forest last year. He had 13 touchdowns for Wake, but he went nuts for the Spartans yesterday. This is my point. The transfer rule are so different now and it's so I'll use the term willy-nilly that it's hard to keep up with what's happening you got to get the guide and again Kenneth Walker was the difference last night 326 rush yards on the ground for the Spartans at Evanston yeah, and I think we have to readjust it. Like, I think, you know, you're right. We both like the under in this game. It didn't come through. I like Duke against Charlotte. But I think Charlotte was poorly power ranked in some of these offseason programs. And they got a bunch of transfers. And they came back. They rallied back to cover that game. And so I think you really have to take a step back and say, okay, here's where we are. Here's where we are in terms of the first week, right? We know Kansas struggled to beat South Dakota State. Okay, Kansas probably isn't going to be very good, right? We know Old Dominion struggled. We 
we know that there's certain teams struggling. Let's just keep that in mind and then build that off to one week because after the first week, they've declared who they are as a team. And then we can kind of go to our bottom 10 and say, okay, Akron, we know you're a bad team. New Mexico State, we know you're a bad team. UMass today playing Pitt, we know you're a bad team. Now, can Pitt cover? I mean, last year they did when they played Austin P. They covered like a 38 point. Can they cover? I don't know. People are betting Massachusetts. I don't know why, but they are. Maybe they have a bunch of transfers. But Matt, UMass probably will not be a good team this year. But I think that's the way we have to handle it. These lines, I do believe, Patrick, have been extended over uh, a little bit. There's, the, you know, the book. Books are not dumb, right? They know people are going to gobble them up. And, and I think these lines have gotten a little bit away. Like Nebraska, 42 and a half. I think the over in that game against uh, against uh, uh, the Fordham Rams, I think is like 52. I mean, I mean, Britain, you could put that up there. I mean, obviously, I'm sure when you put a Nebraska graphic up, you have to stand up. I'm sure of that, you know, in honor of in honor of the Cornhuskers, you know. I mean, we shall now play. As Sinatra would say when he played when he played my way, we shall now play the national anthem. But you needn't rise. You don't have to rise on this right here. So, you know, I mean, but I think when you look at that total, and, and you know, the Fordham in the spring they moved the football, new coaching staff. I think Nebraska's got to come out of they got to get some confidence back with their fan base. They've got to cover this spread against a bad team. So I think once we see who Nebraska is, we don't know Fordham. I think we can make better judgments. Well, a couple of things here. The Fordham Rams represent at Nebraska today. Nebraska's laying 43, 42 and a half at a few books, even a 42. The total. Did it go to 55? Yeah, it went to 55. 40, they're laying 43 and the total's 55. They don't think Fordham's going to score. They don't think Fordham's going to score. Hey, by the way, I don't think. Do you think? Do you honestly think that 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 Scott Frost can call off the dog? He can't call off the dog. If he wins 28 to nothing in this game, that's still going to be that's considered a loss. Oh, that's a loss. Yeah, he's he's in such a spot right now. He's backed himself into such a cor- corner there at Lincoln. By the way, you just mentioned the bottom 10. We will unveil Michael. We're going to head to the basement a little bit later. Unveil Michael Lombardi's bottom 10, which we're going to keep track of all season, Michael. Absolutely, and we're going to adjust it because a couple of them are wrong. Because again, you know these transfers—they catch you by surprise, and you're really going to have to stay on top of it. But look, that's where the money is. That's where we can make some money on these bottom ten teams. I mean, look, it's fun to talk Georgia and Clemson today, and we'll talk at length about that game and and how Georgia's defense and how Clemson's defense and the Clemson's inexperience on offense without the quarter, with with the exception of the quarterback. We'll see how that all goes. Alabama, Miami—all those things are fun to talk about. But to make money we got to get into the mac and we're going to get into the bottom 10 100 percent. by the way you mentioned the charlotte 49ers a straight up win yesterday chris reynolds led the 49ers on a drive to take the lead late with 33 seconds to beat duke they closed i believe six and a half points as a dog that's the first win over a power five school in the young program's history interesting man 31 28 nine games canceled last year for charlotte pick up a win against duke and look, and the reason I love this game was I thought Charlotte was worse than they were in the power rankings, okay? And give Kenny White props. Kenny White's power rankings had Charlotte had Charlotte and Duke kind of closer together than some other teams. So give Kenny White a shout, Kenny White a shout out here. And I also like the fact that David Cutcliffe, the head football coach at Duke, 7-1 and one in opening games against the spread. So you like that, right? Mm-hmm. You like a guy who gets his team ready to play. But clearly, defensively, Duke has some liability. So, and Kenny White, by the way, a shout out. He had a bunch of his um, magazines here. You can check them out. Just uh, Google Kenny White. And nobody does a better job putting together the no, previews. I, I think I, I've gone through all these magazines and I've read them as much as I can. And I think Kenny White has done the best job of power rating everybody. And I say that with all respect to everybody who's done it because I think it's a hard job. I think it's a hard job. But I think he's done a really good job of trying to give the fans. Because you got to power rank these teams. You, you know, we could power rank them in, foot, in the NFL a little easier. But in college, it's hard to power rate them because you don't know where they're getting all their players from. And sometimes we don't see the players. And vcin.com slash subscribe for the college football betting guide as well. Okay. I want- That's a must. That's a must. I yep. mean, I don't think you can do this without that. I really don't. 
All right, buddy. So that's just a recap yes. from Kansas. You and I both said, by the way, Kansas picks up a win. You know, their season win total was a win and a half. So they're almost yeah. there, baby. Pick up a win. Yeah. I think that coach is going to do a good job there. He brought a ton of recruits over. They were laying 11 and a half, a late win over South Dakota there in Lawrence. Brought a ton of recruits over from Buffalo. I think it's going to be a little better program this year moving forward than we've seen in the past. Yeah, I think it's got to be just like, look, can we just close the gap a little bit and not get beat by 50 in every game? I think that's your first challenge if you're the head coach of Kansas. you got to build the program the right way. And he's got some transfers from Buffalo. He did it at Buffalo. Look, you can win at Buffalo. You know, I mean, that isn't like the destination spot. Hey, I want to go to Buffalo today. Like, let's go hang out. You know, like yeah. that's a pretty – he built a really good program there. Yep. No, he absolutely did. Okay. There's uh, a couple of things. One, if we can just stick with what you mentioned as far as Texas is concerned, Louisiana is in town. Now, Billy Napier, who you love and is going yeah. to get a big job, and he's done a good job of Louisiana there in the fun belt. Uh, but remember, they opened the year last year, Louisiana, as dogs headed to Ames and beat Iowa State on the field 31 to 14. They dominated that game. They finished last year, Louisiana 10 and 1. They returned 20 starters, including Levi Lewis, the quarterback, Michael. This yeah. is a tough spot for Texas. Texas opened 10, they're laying 9. This is their fourth head coach since 2013. And you mentioned the dubiousness as far as the quarterback. I think they're going to start Hudson Card, who beat out Casey Thompson. I'm not positive, but it looks like Hudson Card's going to start the second-year freshman for Sarkeesian. I love Louisiana in this spot, and we've seen it now bet down to eight. Yeah, I mean, look, here, here's the reality. Levi Lewis, I, I think he's a left-handed. Sometimes he's a little erratic, but Billy does a great job offensively. Billy's schemes are really good offensively. He's got, he can run the ball. He's got really good protections. He's a really good coach. And this program is, see, people here in Louisiana Lafayette, they think, well, how? Look, I'm going to tell you something. Louisiana's a hotbed for great talent. It's, there's a ton of players in yeah. Louisiana. And, and you can get the seconds and thirds from the state if you can develop them in of really good players, you're going to be a good team. And he is. He's not walking into, into Austin today with a, a team devoid of talent. You know, now the question is, how well does Texas come back? They've got a bunch of guys back. I think they finished 98th, 96th overall in returning players in the country. So they rank them. How many you start? That would be one. They Texas at 96. Whereas Billy's got a bunch of players coming back. So he's got an experienced team going into a hostile environment. We'll see. It's, I'm, I'm excited to watch this game today because I'm excited. I'm not in love with Levi Lewis. I think he's a little erratic with the football. So it scares me to say, okay, go ahead and play that. However, that being said, I like Lafayette's program. And as much as we love Louisiana, and again, just look at LSU. There's so much talent down there. Go look, Tigers. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. We'll get to the Tigers. They're going to be in the Rose Bowl today. Let's just be straight up. I mean, when it comes to just straight up talent on the field, this is a mismatch. Texas has more talent. However, yeah. and, and I do think Robinson should be able to run all over that uh, Rage and Cajun defense. However, it's just a team that has continuity. It's almost, you know, coming back from last year where they really popped in a COVID year, 10 and 1. This is a team that's ready to go and they're not going to be intimidated in Austin. No, 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 no. They are not going to be intimidated. This is a big-time program at Lafayette. I mean, look, Billy's had chances to come into the Southeast Conference. He's had chances to go to other schools, you know, and he's decided not to take those jobs because he's not looking for the five-year payout and then, oh, I can't win. He's looking for a place to go where he can win and extend himself. Obviously, if something – I mean, look, we know this. If Go Tigers doesn't win today – Go Tigers. If he don't win today in UCLA, you know, there's going to be a lot of pressure down in Baton Rouge. You know the number right now? Rose Bowl? Two UCLA? and a half. Two and a half. Three and a half. Two and a half, yeah. I, I, it's got to come back to Louisiana. I mean, it's got to I – mean, I don't understand why it's coming back to UCLA. I don't get that it's one, a coaching, really It's a coaching mismatch, and you can say whatever you want about Chip Kelly. He, Chip Go Kelly's Tigers. got the advantage here. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. When we come back, we're going to the basement. <laughs> Michael Lombardi's basement, bottom 10 next here. We're just getting started. Lombardi line on a Saturday. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. $10 for every $1,000 wagered. I love ExpressBet, man. I use it. Use the code Vegas100. It's pretty simple. Just go to vcin.com slash horses. We've got the picks from Saratoga there as well. Again, it's ExpressBet from FirstBet. Earn $10 for every $1,000 wager. You can't beat it. Code Vegas100. vcin.com slash horses. So, Michael, we're going to head out to Biloxi coming up next segment and talk to our guy, uh, Mr. Carl yeah, Johnson. Carl. Yeah, your boy. Carl. Carl Johnson. Hello. Yeah. Have you been to Biloxi? Have you been to Biloxi, Patrick? I'm thinking about going after the show. Why? You want to meet there? <laughs> yeah, well, Biloxi's. Hopefully they're good. We got. I, I don't know about the storm. I'm sure they've gotten some remnants of Ida going through there. It's never easy. If I say to you, Biloxi, Mississippi, does a player stand out you recruited? No, I, you know, I never, no, but, you know, no, I never really have spent, I'd kind of driven through because you, when you go from like, you, you're going to New Orleans or you're going from the senior bowl to New Orleans. Sometimes we had to fly out of New Orleans, some mobile when the senior bowl first started, it wasn't really a big time airport. So you had to kind of fly that way. But, you know, uh, I think of Neil Simon's play, the Biloxi blues, when he talks about how he was in the army down in Biloxi, that's about the only thing I think about. <laughs> and I think about the Beau Rivage. So we bring, bring Carl on. I don't want to lose yeah, him. No, we'll get him on next 
segment. By the way, I, just the one number I'm yeah. looking at here. And yeah. it's just, just random, and then I want to get to your basement here. It's Visa and the Esports Betting Network. You see Michael Lombardi. The reason he's got a little pep. My man, the big guy's got a pep in his step because he's back at the Borgata. It's so good to be in here. It's so good. We're going to be in here. I think I, usually we're here all the way through the Final Four in college uh, yeah. basketball. I'm excited. I'm excited you're there. Yeah. I'm taking a look really quickly. We know Tua's brother. Don't say anything bad. Uh, the Maryland no. quarterback, Talia. But West Virginia is there best, def- uh, best I, defense in the I conference. Know, I know, and they're laying three. Some books have West Virginia laying two and a half on the road at College Park. One thing I will say, because I was digging through West Virginia last night, they lost two of their best defensive players uh, to the league last year, and they are going to be the best defense, but that's a lot of respect given for a West Virginia team on the road. Right, but, you know, best defense in the Big 12, does that really resonate with you? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. What are you, I mean, you're putting lipstick I, on that pig, I homie. Know, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that means anything, but I will say that I like the under here, Patrick. I think this is both teams that will struggle offensively. I know Tua's brother can't say a bad word about him, but I think this is going to be a little bit of a – I could see this being a defensive battle. Okay, I, I don't, I don't disagree. Fifty-seven with you. and a half—that's I, I, a lot of points. I, I mean, I still think. I mean, even though they're a Big Twelve, I mean, West Virginia is a good defensive team. They're fast, they're athletic. You know, they get a bunch of kids from Florida to come up to West Virginia. They play a style that's conducive to the Big Twelve, defending the pass. They've got to be able to hold up against Maryland's. Maryland needs to run the football to be effective in this game. I like the under here at fifty-seven and a half. Yeah, I mean, Maryland's going to be able to move the football with Talia, but you're right, West Virginia. I just, again, they did lose two big-time starters on that defense, which comes back. It's going to be the best defense in the conference, as Mike Lee astutely put. I don't know what that means in that conference. Okay. Yeah, I don't know And by the way, we don't even know who's in the conference anymore. That yeah, I mean that conference is a pillow fight. I mean they just you know they're only allowed in pads one day a week. I mean come on. Can we throw up the graphic quickly here, Benjamin Britton, Michael? We're gonna head to the basement. Michael Lombardi's yeah. bottom ten. We'll go ahead and throw Write it these up. Down now. This is no particular order here, but there we you know see, UMass Michael. struggles. Yeah, we know UNLV loses to Eastern Washington. I mean that that we're gonna make some money off the zips this year. Louisiana Monroe with Terry Bowden taking over. Rich Rodriguez. Now Rich Rodriguez's son might play quarterback today, so. So, you know, we'll see that. We saw the UConn Huskies last week against Fresno State. Old Dominion didn't cover in their game. New Mexico State's the worst team in college football right now. Bowling Green did a nice job of covering. So, you know, and then we got the Kansas Jayhawks. All of them have great logos. I just don't know if any of them are good football teams. Wait, you weren't impressed with UConn headed to Fresno State and getting blown out 45 to nothing to open the season? Is that what you're telling me? I am not because it only took three quarters to do it. I mean, when you're sitting there and you took Fresno State and the over, you sit there and they didn't even score in the first quarter. You're like, oh, well, I got a chance here. You know, I got a real chance here. But, you know, I, I, they didn't. So, I, you know, I wasn't really that excited about it. <laughs> Could I throw, can we throw that graphic up really quickly? Take a look. So there's the basement. Oh, and we – the South Alabama is the team under UMass, so we forgot. To, I forgot to mention that. Who who holds to the distinction for your in the basement there, the bottom ten, Michael Lombardi? Who's the worst? Is it UMass? I, I I think it's New Mexico State. I think New Mexico State. I mean, they they lost to Tarleton State this spring. They couldn't stop them from running. Does anybody know Benjamin Britton? Do you even know where Tarleton State is? I mean, he's, you know, I mean, nobody knows. He's where still that he's is. still dreaming of Tom Osborne to behind the glass Sta- here. Yeah, I can't keep these guys straight. Up. Yeah, like, I mean, seriously. Where's like, Frank Solich when you need him? Right, yeah, he can't, I mean, you think he'd have a graphic for the Fres Fordham, Nebraska? He doesn't have a graphic. Yeah, he, I mean, he doesn't know which way is up. Hey, listen, <laughs> we're, we're trying to figure it out here. We're gonna head out to the Beau Rivage. Carl Johnson's gonna join us next here on the Lombardi. I love the basement. I love the bottom ten. We're, we're gonna it. do it all year, and we're gonna get sweaters to represent Carl Johnson That's next right. here, Lombardi line. Football contest here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Well, the VSIN Pro Football Guide has uh, the contest strategy against the spread, survivor pools. Remember, when you're reading the football guide, those experts that wrote that, they have won these NFL contests that we're talking about. And the guide's 19.99, which is unbelievable. Download the VSIN NFL Guide today just for 19.99. 
or get all access. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe. We welcome you back. Our teammate all season here, Michael Lombardi, on the Lombardi line. It's going to be our guy, Carl Johnson, Beau Ravage, Biloxi, Mississippi, as we head out there. First off, Carl, how are you? How is the area cleaned up from what happened last week? And how's it going over there at the Beau Ravage? Hey, good morning, guys. It's good to be here. Yeah, so, uh, and you know, it's a beautiful day in, in South. See, so you guys are already laughing because of my voice. Uh, it, no, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm loving your enthusiasm. I'm loving your enthusiasm is what I'm loving. I love well, it. I, the, I, love that you're, I love you're ready to this, get going here. This is one of the best days of the year, brother. Uh, yeah, yeah no college doubt. football. Uh, but uh, look, everything's going good here. Uh, as far as Biloxi area, we was uh, we, we uh, relatively made it through no problem. I think we had some 60 mile an hour winds and stuff. But uh, uh, yeah, no, we we got through good, uh, and we're ready to roll. So, all right, you're ready to roll. I know you're in Mississippi, but I know there's a bunch of Baton Rouge fans in the. Well, area. he's from Louisiana. Carl's from Louisiana. I know. Uh, Carl. That's right. Carl. What do you That's give right. me? Give me the give me your rundown today on Go Tigers, Go Tigers. versus uh, versus UCLA. I mean, let me ask you this question before you go into that: if if the Tigers don't win, is Ed on a hot seat? No, I don't think so, man. The the the, the people love him down there. I mean, he speaks their language. Uh, I mean, this guy uh, this guy's a superstar. I you know I I, I don't think uh, you know. They, LSU fans are going to be mad anytime LSU gets beat. But I'm going to tell you, I said it last week, you know, the, the thing that I don't like about this game as far as LSU, and I'm a huge LSU fan, uh, uh, but, you know, UCLA's had a chance to play a game. LSU's defense was horrendous last year. So this is a big test. I mean, uh, you know, uh, I don't know how it's going to come out. That line has moved. I mean, we opened it at like four and a half, and I think it's down to two and a half now. Um, so, I mean, there's some, some smart money's going the other way. Um, uh, and, and I, to be honest with you, if I was to bet it, I would probably bet UCLA. Yeah. Really? Wow. <laughs> well, yeah. no, you're, Hey, Carl, you're sandbagging us, but you're saying, yeah, you are. I know what you're doing. I see what you're you doing, see. Carl. <laughs> you, Carl, UCLA had 30,000 people last week for their game against Hawaii. They couldn't get anybody to come out to the row. It was the lowest attendance in the history of the Rose Bowl. And. And, you know, I, I assume there are going to be a bunch of Tiger fans out there. There's going to be some Tiger fans, but they'll come out. Those UCLA people, they'll come out there to watch the Tigers. I promise you. All right. How about this pack, one? They're going to pack this place. <laughs> you know, they will. And, again, I think it's a disrespectful number. By the way, we just ticked down to two. LSU laying two there at the Rose Bowl today. Carl Johnson, Bo Ravage here, Lombardi Line. And we're thrilled to have Carl with us all season. Let's go to Charlotte. Georgia Clemson, this number open three. Where are you at on the number with Clemson laying it at the Beauvage? Well, I'm going to tell you what. This is my favorite play of the week. I love Georgia. We're at three, and we're at three and 51 right now. Uh, but we, I mean, we, you know, I think we opened that game at three, three and a half. Um, and it hasn't moved yet. The only thing, uh, the total went from like uh, 52 and a half, I think it's down to 51 now. But uh, I love this game. We're getting even money bet on it. Carl, why do you love, are you in love with Georgia's defense? You think it's because of their defense, the returners, and the uncertainty of the, of the Clemson offense? Is that what you love the most about this game? I, I do. I, I think I think Georgia is loaded for bear, and you know, I mean, I you know, I hadn't seen this kid from Clemson, you know, play a whole lot. I mean, look, he's he's his first game of the year. He's having to play Georgia. I mean, uh, uh, I I think it's going to come. This SEC is going to come down between Georgia and Alabama, and you know, that probably the probably the national title too. So this is a real important game early in the year. The Bulldogs are loaded, and I just love it. I, and and it's the, one of the biggest things I like about it, if I was a betting guy, is that this line hadn't moved a whole lot. Nope. Nope, yeah, it no, hasn't. I know. No, and Georgia's dealing with injuries, too, but I yeah, agree. Yeah, and, and I don't think anybody really knows what to expect. The uncertainty of quarterback for Clemson. The uncertainty of quarterback for Georgia. Georgia's defense. I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty here. Plus, there's no home field. You know, typically there's that, that, right. that home field advantage. And I'm sure they split the ticket count 50-50. So, you're going to see a lot of orange and blue, and you're going to see a lot of red and black. That's right. We're And, you know, we have a big Georgia contingent here at Beau Rivage. We get a lot of guests from Georgia. 
So wow. The TV, that's going to be our main game today. I promise you that. Well, there, It'll be crazy yeah, in here. Yeah, and there's another main, main one on the board there at the Beau Revage. It's going to be in Atlanta. Bama, Miami. I've seen the number up to 19 and a half. Carl, where are you with Alabama laying it? Yeah, that's right. Uh, as of just a few minutes ago, we were at 19 and a half and 61. Now, I think we opened that total at 64 and a half, and so we're down to 61. But uh, uh, as far as the game-wise, I think we opened Bama minus 18 and a half. So it, it's moved a point, but, you know, that's that's not a lot for an Alabama game. So, But I like Bama. I think Bama rolls. Hey, uh, let me the roll tide. Let me ask you this, Carl. What are, do you have a big con- Alabama contingency, or are you more an Auburn an Auburn book? No, you know what? We get uh, we get a little bit of both, really. I mean, we do. We you know this this little book down here gets a lot of different guests from the and it's SEC country. Right, we're right in the middle of it, so we get right. a lot of Georgia, a lot of Florida, Bama. Uh, I mean, when when they're playing each other, this place gets rowdy. I mean, rowdy. I can believe it. So the the biggest question that we all have for a fat guy, I got to ask this: What's the number one thing on the menu if I come to Bow Revival? Oh what's the number one thing in the tailgate we're going to eat when we come down there? Well, I tell you, all the food is fantastic down here. But you know, I, look, I'm a fat guy too, uh, and I'm an older guy. I'm like uh, 57 years old, but uh, I, I love the wings. I love the cheeseburgers. Uh, you know the the uh, etouffee and all that stuff is good and everything. But look, I'm a I'm, I'm a cheeseburger wing guy myself. Uh, 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 hold on, because I'm going to write these down throughout the season, Carl. We're going to say goodbye. But here's one thing you said during the call. You said "loaded to bear." Okay, so is that a, what, what is the slogan? "Loaded to bear." Loaded for bear. You know, like when you, when you when you when you go in the woods down here in the south and you and you bear hunt, you better have a, a, a bazooka because the bears are so big down here. All right, Carl, you're the best. Carl Johnson, he's the bookmaker there at the Beau Rivage. It's a great spot in Biloxi. It's a beautiful casino and sports book. Carl, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, buddy. Enjoy the Saturday. Thank All right, you guys, so much, have a Carl. Good one. We love it. Thank you, Carl. <laughs> loaded. That I man, he, that I man, he said loaded. He took bear. a five-hour. I think he took a five-hour energy. I think he took he a ten-hour. <laughs> He's ready to go. Hey, by the way, UCLA. Yeah. You mentioned thirty thousand. If there were thirty thousand people there last week, I mean, that's you, what they announced. I, I agree with you. They counted them twice. If it was thirty thousand, hey, they counted everybody twice. From UCLA to the Rose Bowl, it's thirty miles. How are they going to get anybody out there? We'll talk. And we'll talk about that game. Tickets. They're giving away tickets. I see you, Ben Brady. We got I see you, Benjamin Britt. We continue. We got a ton to do, including Bam on Clemson, of course, respectively. Next here, Beeson. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so... 
there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. have to use the promo code vsin 100 you got to be a new user but this is awesome so here's the deal bet mgm is going to give you 100 bucks here's how i know because if any team scores a touchdown today you're going to win 100 bucks okay betmgm.com or download the betmgm app it's the king of sports books ready to go only at betmgm new customer offer paid for and free bets eligibility restrictions apply visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions got to be 21 years or older uh, located in nevada of course 1-800-GAMBLER is the number to call if you have an issue. So let's try this together as we welcome you back here on the Lombardi line. There's a great shot of the Borgata. Maybe you can set the scene for us, Michael Lombardi. Uh, looks good there. It's going to be yeah. packed at the Borgata today. Are you set up with your throne in the same spot you were last year? No, well, last year we were in, in, in an enclosed case. We were because of COVID, so we couldn't be in the sports bar because of the mask mandate that was in. But we don't have the mask mandate back here in New Jersey. So we're literally inside the sports book looking out right near the betting window. And, you know, with all the TV monitors, there are, one, there are ones above us, the betting board and the graphics are going across. It's a, just a great place. And the food here is outstanding. It's, it's, a, it's a, 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 a nice room that's very comfortable. I mean, on Sundays for the NFL, games it'll be packed but at 12 o'clock today it'll be unbelievable and tonight for Georgia uh, Clemson it'll be really a festive crowd so it's a, a really a, the, this Borgata is a tremendous hotel in the in the uh, in Atlantic City it's off the it's off the beaten path that's in what we call the marina area really nice and and it, it'll be a tremendous tremendous book all year long I'm excited well you just mentioned Georgia Clemson let's discuss this it's a neutral site but not really Dabo wins in Charlotte it's a two-hour drive from Clemson's campus to Charlotte it's not really neutral they're gonna have but you mentioned it. it's gonna be split as far as the tickets well, you yeah I mean what yeah I think it's gonna be right don't you think it's gonna be like yeah, I mean they, but they I, probably went 50 50 right you're 100 right here's what I do know if you need a quarterback you're not gonna look there in South Carolina or Atlanta maybe Atlanta but you're gonna head to the Orange County, right? In California. Right. Say it with me now, Michael. DJ Ui Unga Lalele, the quarterback I'm for Clemson. You can try it. Ugi Unga Lalele. You nailed Ugi it. Lele. You nailed yeah, it. We'll go. just call him DJ this year. He's going to be, I mean, he's going to be a stud in the NFL. So is JT Daniels, both from Orange County. So JT Daniels, year two, coming off that injury last year, year two in Monken's offense there. Let's discuss this game. Clemson returns 15 starters, okay? They do have, they're going to have the best defensive line in football. And now here's the question. How are they going to replace 
that talent. Etienne obviously is gone. They're going to do it by committee. They've got a tremendous rookie in Will Shipley, Kobe Pace, all those. Justin Ross is back, the wide receiver. Remember, he missed last year with the injury. The offensive line did struggle versus Ohio State in the Sugar Bowl, and this defense for Georgia is absolutely stacked. Remember, Kirby Smart took this team to the national championship game in 2017. Haven't been back since. I think this is his best team. The question, George Pickens is out, their best wide receiver. Dominic Blaylock is out. Darnell Washington, the tight end, their uh, tight end one is out. So there are some injuries on the offensive side for Georgia, but they're loaded. And Georgia, you know, you talk about their injuries offensively, but the strength of their teams defensively. And where they have to gain an advantage is against a Clemson team that is kind of going through transition with their offensive line, particularly. You know, they're going to have, you know, they'll have a sophomore Parks at right tackle. They'll have a redshirt junior at left tackle. And then they have grad transfers, something that you wouldn't think they would have on their offensive line. That's the key. If you like Georgia in this game, you're basically, and that's why I asked Carl at the Beau Rivage, I said, look, Carl, you like it because Georgia's you just feel Georgia's defense is going to take this game over and really control the action in the game. And I think that's what they have to do. That's where they gain the advantage. And DJ has to make some plays. It's a big stage for DJ to be on. It's a big stage for JT Daniels to be on, too. But the one thing about these two programs I think we have to really take into consideration is they are both. They're, they both are reload programs. I mean, you know, when you look at it both ways, I mean – whether they lose a guy or not, you know, it's like there, there's some freshman is going to come in and play just as well as anybody else. So I, I think to me, you know, like you take the, the running back Shipley, like we don't know anything. We haven't seen Shipley. Go back and watch his high school take. He's outstanding. So when he starts, he comes in the game today, oh, this, this freshman Shipley. Now all of a sudden you're going to say to yourself, where'd they get that kid from? That's where it makes it hard to handicap these games because these two programs, they reload. They don't rebuild. You nailed it. And it's a bit of a line freeze, as Carl mentioned as well. Clemson opened three everywhere. Michael, it really hasn't budged off three. A total of 51. There's a player that the NFL is going to be salivating over, Jordan Davis up front for Georgia. You mentioned the struggles across the offensive front against Ohio State. And by the way, Ohio State wasn't great defensively last year. They were good up front. However, that that Clemson offensive front struggled against Ohio State. Good luck against Jordan Davis in Georgia today. I think that is and again, JT Daniels that front for Clemson's tremendous as well. He's not overly mobile. This one's razor thin. I mean, these both teams, nobody has a huge advantage anywhere. Yeah, and, and, you know, you mentioned Jordan Davis, and he's outstanding, but this Adam Anderson kid is as highly rated as Davis. I mean, they're really good. I mean, they have two blue-chip offensive linemen. And, look, what's the success to building a really good program, whether it's college football or the NFL? It's you have to have great lines. You've got to have great lines. And where Georgia has a slight advantage now, Georgia's going to start two freshmen in their offensive line today. They're going to start the redshirt freshman. I think its name is Von, Von Perrin at center. And then they're going to start this Rutledge kid who's a true freshman coming in at right guard. So there's some inexperience in their offensive line, which against a Brent Venable style of defense, which has got these, you know, they bring players from all over. They run odd floater. They really good. Clemson's program has always been built on the defensive front. How many guys are in the NFL? They have 39 players in the NFL, Clemson does. And a majority, a lot of them are in the defensive front. You know, and it's because they put a premium on recruiting defensive linemen. And what Venables does, with he, what he does with his defense is creating all these mismatches and creating and attacking the protections of his opponent. And when you have inexperienced guys in the offensive line, that becomes a problem. Kirby's got a loaded team. So does Dabo. Michael, I'm looking under that 51. I think this is going to be high intensity, grind it out. Eventually, these two teams, I mean, it's just, look, if anything, maybe DJ attacks an inexperienced secondary for Georgia, but you know, those kids are studs too. And Kirby can coach them up in the, in the back end of that defense. All three levels are great. I mean, it's just to me that under 51, if I'm betting anything, I'm going there. Yeah, no, they only have one junior in their secondary, Patrick. It's I mean, young. They're really, it's, you know, and so they're, they're, they're going to have to figure this all out, right? So I think it's going to be a little bit of timing. And I, I think in these games, these kind of close games, there's a feeling out period. And again, I think what we've seen, whether it's North Carolina, Virginia Tech, I think there's a lot more lower scoring. We expect the numbers to roll up, but I think the under's in play. Hey, I'll tell you what. You know who this matters more to? This game matters more to Clemson. You know why? Because this 
Georgia team could end up in Atlanta against Alabama in the SEC championship game. We just saw North Carolina lose yesterday. Clemson's yeah. in the ACC. The ACC is trash. Clemson's yeah. in the ACC. They need this game against a good SEC opponent. Right. You know, and, and I mean, this is why I don't like these kind of games so early, especially when we just dismiss these one loss teams. Like, let's just forget. Let's not remember. Let's remember that where we are in November is a lot different than where we are in the early part of September. And both these teams will improve greatly. There's no doubt. You feel comfortable laying nine? You feel comfortable laying eight and a half with Texas over Louisiana with all those returners? I, I, Do you feel comfortable I, I with don't. that? I don't. I, I really don't. I, I mean, I think Texas will be better offensively. I think Sarkeesian's a really good offensive coach. I think he's better than Herman. I think he'll get a much improved team out of his offensive unit. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I worry about Texas on defense, and I think Napier will do a good job. I mean, this is not a big step. What scares me about this game is Levi Lewis. I know. You I don't love he's him. A he's a little erratic for me. I don't think he's precise. If he has a great day, I think they cover. I think they'll cover, and they have a chance to win this thing outright. I, One billion percent, plus 270 on the money line. Right now, we've got Texas laying eight. You can find it speaking, eight and a half. Speaking of the money line, our man Amal, who, you know, used to have an appearance on this show from time to time last year, but obviously he has his own show, and we don't want to interrupt that. But, I mean, he's on the money line on UCLA. He is all. I mean, well, think about that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like you know, you know one thing about Amal. There's no looking back. He doesn't have a rearview mirror in his car. He's going <laughs> to tell you why he's right, right? Like, there's no doubt. I'm just buying that shocking. I, I know. I think it's a buck and a quarter. He may want to just buy up the half a point up to three. I think it's plus 125 right now on UCLA, so I don't know if there's a ton of value there on the money line. But Amal, he gets set in his ways, and you know which way. Once Amal's set, he's set. That's what I love he's about behaving, him. He's behaving like these Eagle fans. They don't want the points. They don't want the points. <laughs> and by the way, Amal Shaw, who's great, he's coming up next on the pregame show right after the Lombardi line here on oh, VEASAN, the sports. Oh, really? That's nice. Oh, that's awesome. Are you going to yes, join him? Good. Are you going to join him on the show? No, I have to go back and rehabilitate Berman after the big night. I think there's going to have to be – I think we need an IV unit driving over to Seacrest Road over there in Jersey to get him going. We need one of those Howard Hughes IV drips for, yeah, exactly. for Bill Berman. <laughs> By the way, it is 55 minutes into the show, and I know those of you on Nesson and Marquee all across this great country are wondering, where's Bill Berman? Bill Berman's hungover. Bill Berman, yeah, the conductor, right. executive producer of this show, he had a fantasy draft last night. And and he's completely wiped out. Very Al Davis-like in the draft room. Very serious. So it was a very, it was a very Al Davis-like draft room. They were writing names up on the board. You know, it, it, guys were engaged. Look at the commander-in-chief right there. there <laughs> good job. Good, good job. Hey, by the way, another number yeah. I'm looking at. I'm not laying yeah, four. Ahead. I'm not laying four with Iowa. Indiana brings back everybody, including Michael Penix Jr. And that was a great. It was a very good I, Allen I mean, team I, last I, year. I, I, I think Indiana, I think don't sleep on Indiana. I think Indiana's really good. Bring back I, everybody. It, I think Indiana is the is a, a much better team than Iowa. Iowa develops late. We saw it last year. They yep. struggled early in the part of the season, and then they got better as they went along. I think this Indiana team's pretty good. Tom Allen's done a great job, and I think we're. I think this is a little bit. The only thing that gives me some reluctance is playing in in, in, in Iowa City, and certainly it's a hard place to play. But I, I like Indiana today, Patrick. We got to talk more about that game. We shall. When we come back, we got to hit on Bama in Atlanta. In Miami. Do you mind if I break out my Nick Saban stats again? I love those Please, stats. I, love it. I, I, I think it's important. <laughs> I'm looking for the money line. I think UCLA's plus 125. Amal Shaw is going to be all over at the pregame pre -game show. He'll have you covered. We love them all. Coming back, of course, Nick Saban's dominant in Atlanta. Will that continue today against Miami? We'll find out. It's the Lombardi line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 